You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, we invite your apprehensive listeners. (laughs) Welcome to the Afro Existential Podcast, a play and podcast in one. We're your hosts, Blaine Sparks Teamer and Indira Wilson. And for the next 25, give or take minutes, we ask you to take a moment, ladies and gentlemen, and think outside your box. And welcome back to the third episode of the Afro Existential Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back. Yes. Depending on what platform you're listening to, you may be listening to us before you listen to episode three, or you may be listening to us after episode three. Don't worry. Don't worry. (laughs) We're trying to be transparent. That's what we're trying to do. As well as trans-affluent. And having difficulty with both, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I love and appreciate all of our hashtag trans-affluent people. I'm so glad that you are recognizing your trans-affluency. And uh, the sooner you get closer to it and accept it, the, the better your life will be. Let's talk about episode two. I have to say, Helen is my favorite character of the entire play. I love Helen. Helen comes in and keeps it real. Yeah. At least tries to keep it real. Right. She is the antidote to all of this. But don't nobody want to take her. (laughs) They don't want to take her truth. It's too hard. It's too hard. It's like she's the castor royal (laughs) of the play. (laughs) Do you think Helen gets to Georgina? Do you think she gets through to Georgina at all in this? They see the world very differently. Very differently. It sort of translates into today where we've gotten into being able to see our worldview via our feelings versus the facts. Yes, yes, yes. You want to agree on the facts. And I guess that kind of goes into this sibling relationship. You know, like the facts are the facts. Right. Helen says, the truth ain't no rumor. (laughs) I want that on the t-shirt. The truth ain't no rumor. Right. It's not a rumor. But your entire view on things can be sculpted by your feelings, but also, you know, Georgina is not trying to be cast in an ugly light. (laughs) No, no. She's her own best PR person. You know how people have like a camera filter? She has a life filter. Mm. So she's just putting this filter on her life of what it should be. But when you take that filter away, it's like, woo, put it back on. If she got to hold the Snapchat, it'd be on and popping. (laughs) The filters... Throw that kitty cat filter on your face and you just are living your 
most Best glossed life. up retouched <laughs> life. It seems like their roles from childhood were cast and they have stayed the True. same. Right. And no one has made an effort to shift those roles. No, no. It went, if you shifted it, just the whole thing just in family systems, like the whole, it's all relying upon everybody sticking into their character, into their role. What's a little different in this dynamic is that it's a triangle. So think about like, if you have a relationship with two other of your friends, how the dynamics change. Like there's one that you're always a little closer to that like you're really tight with. And then there's that third one who's also a friend, but you're really tight with that other one. Mm -hmm. And usually the third one is when you fall out with the one that you're tight with, you kind of like go to the third one to kind of talk about the other one. Like you <laughs> lean on the one. <laughs> Can you believe what so-and-so, so-and-so? Can you believe? And then that other person you know is also going to that third person as well saying, can you believe what Indira said to me and what she did, you know? And then the two of you work it out and then the third person is back out, is back out as the third person again. So you're saying that the Georgina Brady Oliver is the family triangle. It's the family triangle. And clearly in this, we can see that there is this tightness between Oliver and uh, Georgina. Mm -hmm. And they kind of lean on each other. And there's always you know, one that's the alpha with mm -hmm. the strongest personality. And then there's that. And clearly Brady is that uh, the third part of the triangle. And I think that with Brady kicking Oliver out, at least this is sort of what it shows to me, say prior to the play beginning, that I think Brady thought he was the alpha. Brady right. thought right. he and Georgina were in the, the top tier of the triangle and that right. Oliver right. was right. out. Right, right. <laughs> we have quickly found out that's not the truth. Because what happened is, is that Brady decided to change his role. So then how did, by kicking Oliver out, he changed his role to what? Well, everything was copacetic as long as he allowed Oliver to stay there. Got it. And then he decided that he was going to be senior management without getting the promotion or the contract. And then Georgina was like, oh, no, we're going to have to let you go. We're going to, <laughs> you've been demoted to executive assistant. We're firing you. We're firing you. So as long as everybody stays in their spot, you know, the triangle, is, even if it's dysfunctional, it works. But you really, really got to strategize your life if you want to, in that triangle, move up to senior management. You might have to carry a piece on you, <laughs> at least a <laughs> knife, because it's going to be a knife fight. Know your place. You ain't never said nothing truer. You True. You got to know your place. You got to know your you place. You got to know your place so we talked about bad faith is lying to other people mm -hmm. right so now we're looking at cognitive dissonance in the play and that would really be lying to yourself hmm. you know what blaine what? could you tell them a little bit more about cognitive dissonance i would love to you know what i always like to say give me a beat Cognitive dissonance occurs when a person holds two or more contradictory beliefs, ideas, or values, or participates in an action that goes against one of these three. 
and experiences psychological distress because of that. The stress is triggered by the person's belief clashing with their new information perceived. They then try to find a way to resolve the contradiction to reduce their discomfort. Everything just fine. Everything just fine. They resolve the discomfort by blindly believing whatever they want to believe. All that's been explained leads to one conclusion. They lie to themselves. Everything just fine. And here's something else that's big news. They lie to themselves. Everything just fine. So that they don't feel bad about what they've done or are doing. Or am I wrong? Or am I wrong? They lie to themselves. Or am I wrong? Well, that was very interesting. Blaine, so thoughtful, so informative. People often give the excuse of, well, what can I even do about it? Well, first thing you can do is recognize that you do have cognitive dissonance and that everyone has to deal with some level of cognitive dissonance. Yeah, yeah. You know, once I had heard that you shouldn't eat tomatoes because tomatoes from Florida are basically picked by slave labor. Right. Because of the system that they have immigrant workers working in where you are being provided with housing and food and they're paying you already below minimum wage and you're also having to pay for your housing and your food. So basically you are... An indentured servant at best. An indentured servant. Help migrant workers, help them. Jesus, Jesus help them. And then you get to a point where you kind of go, well, that's not, what is that really helping? That's like my own private protest, you know? That right. if I'm really going to do something, I really need to look further and do more. And I think that's one of the, I think that's what's so interesting about this moment that we're in. People are trying to actually do something about these problems in a way that is impactful. Right. And I, and I, and I think that's, has really what has struck me so, that is so different about the time that we are dealing with, that we're dealing in post George Floyd the killing right. of George Floyd. It, it, when you go on Instagram, you know, for a long time, I think social media was just like, I disagree with this and I have a problem. And, you know, it was like going to the town hall just to have your voice heard. And then you right. shut your computer and it was over. Right. And now it is much more a, we've identified these practical things that you can do. And the least you can do is these five things. Right. Like what we discussed on episode two being one, call your representative, being more, being civically engaged goes beyond your Instagram. Exactly. I say all that to say that cognitive dissonance can be addressed. Yes. If it can be addressed. You acknowledge that you're, that you have it. Yes. And that we all have it. And I think, I think, I say that cognitive dissonance is man's first natural sedative. (laughs) And I think it's what helps us to be able to sleep at night because we need to kind of say, shut that part of our brain off that says, by me doing this or not doing this, my behavior is somehow impacting something else in a negative way, or I'm a part of it. And can you take any onus for the impact of what you did? I think what it's really about is is that there is a lack of empathy that exists. So unless it happens to me personally, I really can't 
acknowledge or empathize with what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So how many, you know, and it's not just racism, it's all the isms. It's like how many people have to come out and say, we are being treated in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And this is the impact. But I feel like we have this, we've taken on this onus of constantly having to explain this is our pain. This is our suffering. This is what we've been through. This is our history. That's one way, but there has to be another, like I always go back to, it's like, what conversations are we having amongst ourselves? How much do we want to invest in trying to take time for people to catch up when we can be having discussions on what we need to do, you and I need to do to catch up? Oh, I don't think I'm with you. I'm kind of like the... The ketchup is on you. You know, I'm talking about in terms, I'm talking about the benefits of recognizing cognitive dissonance in ourselves gives us a little bit of empathy as people catch up. That's your business. Right. But I don't have to remove you as my Facebook friend today. Just catch up. If you're, if you're interested in catching up, like you said, let me know. Right. You know, and I'll give you a minute to catch up. You know, right. so I'm not so distressed. That's more for me. That's right. that's more so I can have some empathy towards whatever and understanding towards what the catch up that people are doing. Right. You know, that's more what I'm saying, that recognizing that we all have cognitive dissonance. All have it. It helps us have a little bit more empathy during these very trying times of us not being able to understand how you did not know about all your microaggressions, how you voted for Trump. And you did not know he was like the ultimate racist. How? Right. I'm dealing with that with somebody I care about. So I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm ready to cancel you personally. Just cancel you. I don't understand. But they're coming around the corner. Right. And if I can just recognize that I have cognitive distance about things, I can recognize that maybe they did too. <laughs> maybe they had cognitive, maybe they, you know, I don't but know. How much, how much proof... I mean, that's a prime example. It's like, what more does he, that has to happen? Like where you're like, that you're like, oh, wow, this is not a, this is not good for the overall country. (laughs) This is not good for my people of color friends. This is not good for my women friends. This is not, not, it's not enough. It's not good for the world. It's not good for the world. (laughs) It's not good for, hey, you know what? I don't even think it's good for, his his key demographic you know which is it's not good for anyone right hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. People are literally dying. <laughs> They're actually dying because of mismanagement. His mismanagement. And still, they're so invested in this cognitive dissonance. I, it's fake news. I don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> people aren't really dying that much or that many. Or, this is a hoax. It's a hoax. It's a hoax from a foreign country. And I'm so confused. I think we're all people who believe in it and who ain't left the house are all sitting back going, 
Now, am I crazy? Ladies and gentlemen. Well, we would like to welcome the esteemed actor, Sean Carter-Peterson, to our podcast. Hi, Sean. Hi. Thanks for having me. It's Thank nice you, to you for taking time to be with us today. Of course. Anytime. Sean plays Oliver Deadweight, and you may have also seen him in television shows like Teachers and on the silver screen in movies such as Pitch Perfect 2. Sean is also a director and producer in his own right, and we loved working with Sean so, so, so much, and we are so happy to have him on the podcast. Now to recap, in episode three, Georgina and Oliver begin their long day's journey into night. Now, would you move a body? <laughs> three miles. Three miles. miles. For a million, For a million dollars. dollars. Hypothetically, would you do it? Mm-hmm. And who would you get to do it with you that you know you could count on to pull it off? Ooh. Okay, if it's just the dead body of a person right. I love and care for, I just need Are to make like, sure they're... It's a family member, like, it's an auntie that was okay. <laughs> like a cousin, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> like a cousin. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know who I am, so... Right. <laughs> you know, I just in. might. I just might. Um, okay, and if you know, if it if it wasn't hurting anybody, and I felt like I could get away with it, because you know, I'm right. always very, I'm very clear that like usually <laughs> when people start getting greedy, that's when everything always gets messed up. Right. You know what I mean? So I would have right. to check in with my internal, my internal uh, magic stick. GPS. GPS. <laughs> my internal GPS. <laughs> thank you. I said magic stick. I don't know. <laughs> my internal GPS to see if 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 anything was ringing, but if nothing was ringing, that that I shouldn't do it. Yeah, why not? I'd probably ask my wife to do it. <laughs> we can so both I would be like, jail. get this lady in this box. Put on this box, y'all. <laughs> she could be like, finally. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I, you know, if it was just a matter of moving an already deceased body from A to B and, you know, right. then I would come out on top financially. I mean, for the record, no. Yeah. <laughs> Shakes his head, yes. I'm shaking my head. Yeah, yeah. I would give it some serious thought. I can't say that I would not do it. I would give it some serious, serious thought. And if I did do something like that, I would probably ask my wife. We might fuss the whole way, but she'd be able to get it done. Auntie would want us to do that. That's why we're on the insurance policy. She knew that if it went down, we would. would, And she knew she was always at work. Which is why she went on ahead and made that contingent. And right. why would she do that if she didn't See? want me to have this work money, this work right. million? She's right. speaking yeah. to me from the other side. She came exactly. to me in a dream. Came to me in a dream. I know mm-hmm. how auntie thinks. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the other piece of it is, is that you have to know who you could do it with. Yeah. Everybody is not the right person, would not be the right person to no. do it with is the key is no. what I learned. Right. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. No. You can't have nobody squeamish. You can't have nobody that's scared all the time. Like you need somebody that's matter of fact about it. 
or who because I can't be talking you down. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And I need someone that's going to think of things in a different way than I'm going to think of them. Exactly. Know your strengths, say. know your weaknesses. I need somebody exactly. I need to get into my gang. So we're not coming yeah. at it with the same POV because because uh, you know I'd be like, oh, we can just walk down the middle of the street. They'd be like, it's twelve o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> you know, I need the person that I need the person who already has that awareness of street cams. You know what yes. I'm saying? Of course. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. But I don't have that where I'm I looking at surveillance cameras. Cam. Uh-huh. You know, I'm already time, forgot about surveillance cameras. Time, time stamps. That's not me. That's not me. Or it's like, yeah. why are you using your phone while we're moving the body down the street? Leave your phone right. out. We don't need the phone. We're both together. Leave the phone out. Right. Don't right. you know they're watching? <laughs> they're, watching. <laughs> they're listening right. right now. You know, an ad for a mortuary is about to come up. <laughs> like Georgina was thinking through with that ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. Right. She was thinking. <laughs> she was oh, thinking it through. I haven't had a ham sandwich in a while. Or that with the chicken. She brought the chicken. I'm she sorry. brought the chicken, right? <laughs> she was thinking it through. Ain't got no time to be with somebody nope. crazy. Cognitive dissonance. Overall, the piece is about that. As, as well as bad faith, just kind of a disconnect between the values that we say that we have and our actions. Being in Hollywood and knowing that Hollywood and the things that we're often asked to do often strain maybe our core values. How do you remain consistent and maybe fight against cognitive dissonance? Or is it something that you find yourself leaning into? Does it help? Do I lean into the cognitive distance? <laughs> give, give me the damn sneakers. I don't care what the kids are doing. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think it's uh, first things first. You have to be really, really grounded in who you are and what you are about in this industry. Whenever you are presented with a situation where you might go against your core values, knowing who you are kind of helps make that decision easier. Are you going to step on your friend's back to get the, get the record deal or the, you know, or to sell your script? I personally haven't done anything like that, but I could see where that would be a quandary for certain people because at the end of the day, you want to make it, you want to, you know, you want to get the big bucks and get the big house and the car and, you know, oh, they're just a friend. (laughs) They've just been looking out for me for years, but you know, whatever, they'll right. get over it or I'll give them, you know, I'll get in 20% once, once the deal goes through, you know no, what you, I mean? No, you no, won't. No, you won't. You, won't. Won't. you know what I mean? But those are the things that you tell yourself to get through right. that hump. If you are ever unsure about who you are, the universe, God will, will find its way to, uh, will find a way to ask you that question and see what your answer really, really, really is at the end. Do you think it was something in your family? Like, what grounded you that way? Because I feel like a lot of people come to Los Angeles and they don't have that. And that's how they really get lost. And it's not the city that you think it is once you get here. Right. So you really have to have... It's definitely not the city you think it is. You definitely need to have a sense of self. And I think I was blessed enough, you know, I was raised in a household with my grandparents and my father, and I was given a lot of love as a child from, you know, from Jump Street. I was definitely supported and whatever I wanted to do, if I wanted to play, I could play. If I wanted to be in the plays, I could do the plays or the choirs or whatever. One of the tenets of Afro-existentialism is, one of the main questions is, how would you play the game differently if you knew it was already rigged against you? A question that I have for you is, how do you achieve and how do you 
continue to, to strive for success and, and strive for the things that you want in a world where we know that the game is rigged, you know, the game is rigged against us, even just based off of the fact that maybe you're trying to hold these core values and be mm -hmm. true, you know, to heart. Knowing who you are and what you stand for, and but also knowing that the game is rigged, you're constantly looking for ways to work around the rigged, the riggedness, if that's a word, that's not even a word, but you, to work around the game that you're in. What are other ways that I can get into the doors? Obviously, I need to create something. So let me do that and let me create things on my terms. And I think understanding that the game is rigged, but there are people that slip through the cracks and figuring out why did that person slip through the cracks? Why did someone like an Issa Rae, who you wouldn't think, you know, a dark-skinned Black woman, she got her own show on, on, you know, on HBO. How did that happen? Well, she took the, took the, the, the bull by the reins, looking at other people who are doing well, who have achieved success, even though the, the, the game is rigged and against them, how did they do it? And trying to model your actions based on other success stories. So you just keep trying different things. I think it's tenacity. I think it's, it's knowing who you are, knowing what you will do and what you won't do, being tenacious enough to not give up and looking at other people who have achieved, achieved success and discerning what they did or, you know, breaking it down into steps that you could possibly follow for yourself. And, and the front door hardly is, is almost never going to open up for you. Mm -hmm. Because everybody, which I've learned, which I wish I knew 15 years ago or whatever, you know, because I'm only 23. Right. In ninth grade. Right. In ninth grade <laughs> when I moved out here. Um, I wish I knew then that everybody is afraid for their job. Everybody is afraid for their job and everybody is scared to take a chance on you because you might make them look bad. Also, show them that, you, that they need you. Show them that you have something different that they don't have already. That's, right. that's another way of looking at it. Like, what am I bringing to the table that's completely different than what everybody else is bringing out there? You know what I mean? I want to be the next Denzel. No, because we already got one of those. What does what Sean Carter Peterson bring that Denzel don't bring? Right. Classical piano training. You know what I mean? Like for years, I was like, nobody cares about this. Nobody. Then one day, I was like, wait a minute. That's that's the thing that you have. You have that gift that nobody else really has in the same form fashion. You know what I mean? Why are you not riding this, <laughs> riding this car into this, you know, side door? You know what I mean? Right. You're so right. busy trying to be what you think they want you to be. They don't know you. They don't know what you can bring to the table. Only you know what you can bring to the table. And if you have anything that you're hiding from them, you're not going to make it. Mm. Right. Well, you're yeah. about to make me sit down and make a list of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I everything I have. Bring yeah. to, yeah. The, to table. the table. I'm making yeah. notes. And I'm going to make that list today because I, yeah. I need to assess. <laughs> yeah, it's about it's about assessing, making a game plan, trying to see what happens, trying it out, and then you know you got to reevaluate your steps every you know little bit of the way. You know what I mean? Right. Because the game changes every week, every you week. Know. Well, I have to say, if I I could not have asked for a better, this is exactly what I imagined in my head, and oh, you yeah. are. 
Thank you guys so much for for including me always in whatever you guys are working on and giving me work to stretch myself in. So thank you. Thank you. And please tell your beautiful, beautiful wife, who we love also, that we said hello. And Deer and I were talking when we had our conversation. (laughs) And I said, they are so classy. Like, they're like such like black (laughs) excellence. I always feel like country comes to town. Like, I feel like I need to be, because they're just so sophisticated. Oh, no. Country comes to town. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Well, we like, really got to, like, that. step it up. We appreciate that. You know, we just as country as they come to. We just like to do it with a glass of champagne in our hands. There you go. Yes, you yes. Go. You know. We invite your apprehensive listeners. Ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, you guys, once again for listening to the Afro Existential Podcast 3. And we want to thank Sean Carter Peterson for joining us. We have a simple ask. If you've enjoyed the programs, the play, the interviews, please share them on all of your social media and ask your social media family to to check us out and listen. Absolutely. Download that repost app from the App Store and feel free to repost all of the Instagram posts and the videos that we send out, all of our trailers. We also ask that you follow us on Instagram as well as tweet about us. Honey, if you got a tweet, a tweet. If you got a Facebook, book it. Face, <laughs> FaceTime it. Show it to folks. Let them know. Spread the word. Spread the word. Because we want to keep on doing this. And we have some surprise guests coming up and a virtual event coming up. And most importantly, if you follow us, you will be entered into our upcoming Afro Existential Podcast t-shirt giveaway. Oh, I love it. We're so excited. So again, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Have a great day on purpose. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi y'all, this is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lin-Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.